0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. But. Yala, but. So, we are back to our twice weekly uh, upload, uh, our last back. podcast. As in, as in we've, Actually, always, yeah, been we've really always been. been yeah, we've always been. It's but just again, that sometimes now,
1: we do, we do like at the start of the week, at the end of the week. So, sometimes it feels like it's like one whole week, right?
0: Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, I think because our podcast earlier this week, we recorded it on Monday. We released it on Monday. Today, we're recording mm. on Saturday. It will probably come out tomorrow, Sunday. Yeah. So. So, yeah,, but we are still yeah correct, we are still keeping up at the twice a week rate, yeah. uh last week, last week, we got some <laughs> I mean last week because we spoke about the the zoom phone calls and like how I thought they were superficial and all right, mm-hmm. so, so my my friends <laughs> who I had the zoom calls with uh messaged me one by one, and they called me like an <laughs> asshole, uh say I'm ungrateful. And then I had to point out to them like no, I still enjoyed it. It's just that it could, it feels it could get better. That's all I'm saying. So if you're listening to this now, just know that I still really enjoyed my time with you guys on Zoom. Uh, it's yeah. just that I feel it can get better, and it will get better, guys. Yeah, yeah Stay yeah. positive. Okay.
1: I I I think uh, everyone is sort of uh because we're, we're at the second more than past the halfway mark for the circuit breaker already. So yeah. everyone is starting to get ready to meet people again and all that yeah, and ha- <laughs> Hari Raya is on the twenty fourth of April and then the government had to come out and say, Please do not meet up during Hari Raya. Please do not like, you know, do anything. Just yeah. do it over Zoom call. So I mean, yeah, la, you're still stuck with Zoom for the next couple of weeks, lah.
0: Actually actually the circuit breaker has passed passed by faster than I thought, man, because I was just talking mm. to my family yesterday and right now we are forty days. Like two today, and a is, half weeks.
1: today is forty days. Today's Saturday Fort- is Days so maybe. it's
0: forty days from the from the time that Lee Seon lung just went like s- like stopped Singapore in our tracks and went on TV and like spoke to us uh, and yeah. told us about the circuit breaker, right? Forty days no, since
1: no. then. Uh, the Lee Seon lung spoke to us on a Friday. Circuit breaker officially started on the Tuesday after. Tuesday. Yeah, so it's yeah.
0: forty days from that Tuesday. Yes, that's right. Crazy, oh fuck! Right? That's almost six days. weeks, man.
1: Yeah.
0: That's almost seven weeks. Oh my god.
1: Yeah. So if you haven't what? met your girlfriend or boyfriend for forty for days, you are the forty day virgin. Uh. 40 Day
0: Virgin <laughs> unless you have some remote cyber sex yeah 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 remote I mean, cyber sex oh yeah maybe some
1: people might not get the reference the 40 year old virgin yeah I was just yeah. making fun of that yeah yeah, yeah. 40 Day Virgin yeah it w-
0: it's a great movie I think it's on Netflix I don't know if it's on Netflix but just find some way to watch it is great yeah yeah correct but anyway so we do have topics to talk about today mm-hmm. right what oh, is thank the... god
1: see remember, remember I said <laughs> yeah, what, what what is the one thing that we need <laughs> what is the one thing we need so that to make this podcast interesting again influencers influencers
0: yes and we are talking <laughs> about influencers the the lifeblood of our content yeah yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> correct because a uh, article came out yesterday so an article came out 2 days pri- uh, ago on Channel News Asia i think it came out on 14th may i believe and yeah. they basically did something on tiktok and how yeah. influencers are uh generating more tiktok content like but what got them into a, a bit of backlash was the fact that the title of the original article mm. um was something along the lines of I had to TikTok. It, I had to I use TikTok. I had to use TikTok. So the yeah. exact title, yeah. TikTok was uh the caption on their Facebook post of CNA Lifestyle was I TikTok was totally out of my comfort zone pre COVID nineteen says social media influencer Audrey Faith Lim and mm. the title of the article was in quotation marks I had to use TikTok how Singapore's influencers cope with the circuit breaker measures. <laughs> So that was the title. If you Google it now, you probably won't find it because they changed the title of the article because yeah. because some of the uh mentioned in the article started calling Channel News Asia out. La. And yeah. I believe the crux of it was... Um, no, but
1: before they called Channel News Asia, uh, what happened was that the public, there was a very big public oh yeah, backlash.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, not say very
1: big, la, but on the internet, people started making memes and st- saying, uh, that, oh my god, so poor thing, have to use TikTok influencers, oh my god, you know, that that usual backlash. La. Yeah, correct, that's correct, why, that's why they had to respond, la, right?
0: Yeah, and, and I guess, yeah, you get, you get people doing even comics of like like nurses and doctors, you know. I mean, it's just the juxtaposition. If you look at it like objectively without diving deeper, it looks the optics aren't good, like you know, you get mm. stories of like fucking uh frontline workers, nurses and all just working their asses off, like getting the marks from wearing the mask too much and yeah. here on the flip side uh influencers who had to use TikToks. So like. TikTok. <laughs> Have to use TikTok. So it just feels like I mean it's a clickbaity title, yeah. But it's it seems like that was one of the reasons why they made the title as such because they knew yeah. it would get the clicks. They knew they would rile up the the non-influencer population who just loves to shit on influencers like mm. So that prompted one or I think a, f- uh, a few of the influencers in the who were quoted in the article to come out and kind of almost defend themselves. But mm. what what made the whole pro- what made CNN look like shit was that like the title basically had in quotation marks I had to use TikTok mm. which you would assume was actually something said by one of the influencers la. so yeah. according to Nicole uh, she pinged the other influencers who were interviewed and none of them said that mm-hmm.
1: so, so basically it was w- a misquote la, or, or like they, they just fabricated like, a quote la. Yeah, yeah it's a
0: fabricated quote and like because it, I mean they, i think everyone knows that people love to shit on influencers right even mm. though like i mean i guess we fall into the category of influencers um mm. and w- i mean we there are many different types of influencers but if you look at categorically influencers it's not an easy thing to do uh yeah. it if you think about okay our, our lives at risk or or even the influencers who are, who are like uh, do, do uh, beauty products and product reviews lives at risk and all that yeah, no, but the same could be said about a fuck ton of jobs. La. So, whether or not influencers deserve to be shared on is a whole different topic. Yeah, Generally, yeah. the population, I think, by default, there's a lot of people who love to shit on influencers, but the problem now is CNA and how they fabricated that quote. Mm, mm, mm.
1: So, so it, I mean, so it has come out that it is it was fabricated, right? Because CNA yeah. came out and apologised for uh, wrongly using a quote in the headline, right?
0: Yeah. So, it just feels like... um. Like, so, well, I don't even know where to start, man, because in the past, we already did a podcast about how mm. like straight times and lehard Sapao uh fucked up in know yeah. in a few ways yeah. um then Leonardonhard Sapao again is gonna be something we're gonna talk about in uh, yeah, in yeah. a few minutes' time, but it just felt like okay this this mainstream journalistic institutions need to do a better job. But I always held CNA in higher regard. La. Mm. They do some great documentary uh, shots. Uh, but this one to see is like, walao, how to defend yours. Yeah.
1: But then again, uh, I mean, as much as you say journalistic integrity, everything, right? Yeah. Uh, that, although they put that in quotes out there, right? Is it... I, I actually read what she... What the, inter, the article was and what they said. Yeah. Essentially they were be pretty much saying I had to use TikTok. Lah. Just not in those exact words, lah, right? Like they'll say, yeah, TikTok is out of my comfort zone. I'm so old. I, I don't know how to use it. I thought it was only for fun kind of thing. Uh, So essentially what they said, the meaning of it is I had to use TikTok. Lah. So correct. actually, really, is it really, would you categorize this as really unethical journalism because they said, I they, they put it, I had to use TikTok. Because the meaning is exactly that, you see. There was nothing, yeah. nothing about it. There was the, the the meaning is that kept is captured the meaning that what they said la.
0: Yeah, correct. But that's where I feel like I mean they, if they use a quotation saying uh, TikTok was out of my comfort zone, I will mm. not argue with that la. Mm. But the thing is, to interpret and put in quotation marks immediately, mm. it communicates that the person said it la. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and that's where I I have an issue. Also, because we have done a lot of on the street videos, we've done a lot of mm. interviews, and we know that with the power of editing, right, mm. you can make someone seem like they're saying something that is totally different. Or if you try and interpret what they're say, what yeah. they're saying, and kind of put words in their mouth, almost this is essentially putting words in their mouth, lah. So but, that's where. But but yeah, that's so
1: where, yeah. that's where I I mean what you are saying to, is I understand, lah. But yeah. so I, w- I wanted to bring it to like, eh? Are we reading too much into the headline ourselves, and then blaming, blaming the newspaper for it, la? Again, remember the the yeah. whole ha we had about the, the what ha I don't recall <laughs> the arrangement of the pictures of like the oh, the yeah. rich Chinese family with the poor. I think uh, that was episode forty nine, episode forty nine. Yeah, if you guys back. so yeah, if you guys want to recap, yeah. Again, I'm, yeah. I'm starting to see similar strains of like, uh. Maybe people reading their own their own uh ah, their, their own biases. Confirmation biases. Yeah, it? confirmation biases about influencers. The influencer must have said it in this way. Oh my god, I had to use TikTok. <laughs> Versus like, Oh yeah, I had to use TikTok. Ah. You know, it, it just sounds very different when you think of it in that with that bias on. So just like to
0: me, I I'm like, mm, is there really uh so- so when you saw the article yeah. uh, okay I'm guessing you didn't see the article organically you only saw the mm. article because you saw the article about the influencers calling yeah. out the article right? Correct, correct. Yeah, so yeah. when you saw it what was your initial reaction I mean to me is is there any other way for an influencer
1: to not sound vapid or stupid when they talk about uh, the social platforms they use uh? like you know I think can it it? <laughs> okay, I have used maybe. TikTok you know? <laughs> <laughs> so so to me it's like she, whether she was quoted saying this or not the, the meaning was entirely accurate and it captured the whole thing so like when you start when people start nitpicking or, oh I didn't say exactly that line which you know you know interviews ah, sometimes you speak to a, mm. a journalist they the, sometimes they, they can't record every single thing you say either so they just generally try and capture the, the mood and the, the sentiment of what you're saying into a, a statement like and and mm. then after that, that it's not all the time that a journalist will send something to you, oh, this is exactly what you said, right? Especially if it seems like something not so uh, important, like I just I had to use TikTok. Like, you know, so for, I mean, people are going to shit on the headline. To me, whatever headline yeah. was put there, people are going to shit on the article because it's influencers regardless. Yeah. So yeah. I feel almost quite bad for the journalist that that people are saying, eh, hey, this unethical journalism. Because honestly, it's just, it, I feel like it's, um they they captured the, the, the meaning of what the, they were saying quite accurately. La. So I feel like, eh, why are people shitting on the journalists so much? It's not so
0: much about them, it's about the influencers. Mm. So uh, you're saying this one massive social experiment by Channel uh, News Asia where they'll come out and like kind of like say, see, all we did was bring out these inner emotions that everyone already had and we yeah. wanted to prove a point. So, yeah, so thinking, this the way yeah, la, maybe you know, yeah. the
1: bias, is there a lens that you're viewing? So there's the whole there's
0: definitely through? a bias, there's definitely yeah. a lens, but I still do feel that the moment you put something in quotation marks, right? Yeah. you better well be sure that they said it. La. Because mm. I think it it just made worse by the fact that honestly right now, right, I don't know who the fuck to believe anymore. No? Like I read mm. news, mm. I see news, I do this, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like yeah. I, every, every day you find something that is contradictory to something else. And then so in, in this state of confusion, right, where, and I mean, there was one example in the US which I would like to just give in, in a few minutes time after, sure. after I just clarify my thoughts. It's just that right now, I think more than ever, given the context, right, mm. just making sure that you don't misquote anyone or imply something that might not really be the case mm. is something that needs to be the baseline standard. If this was in other times where like just the, the importance of accurate news telling or new or journalism Maybe has a bit more wiggle room. I think yeah. I don't know whether it'll cause enough issues, uh, more uh, is as uh, as much issues. But right now, I feel that yeah, it needs to be. People need to be a little more careful when they write articles because there's so much fucking confusion. Okay, and we all okay. know Pofma is a, just a, it's just a piece of shit that's not doing anything.
1: But but yeah So I mean, uh, Can you imagine uh, if they use
0: Pofma on this.
1: Exactly exactly. <laughs> so so to me it's like this is a it's like it's a CNA lifestyle <laughs> article. You know. Yeah. So yeah. for for to expect that journalistic like integrity and <laughs> I'm like do, do I really expect it of CNA lifestyle you know and of, an article about Nicole Changmin and, and two other influencers so so to but, me maybe, yeah. maybe what I'm saying is that people are making a mountain out of a molehill and uh-huh. uh, influencers because they're getting shit on for being influencers they're sort of like parrying it away and then saying oh you see CNA they, they made me look like an idiot and when actually CNA was just pretty much reporting what they, they they felt from what they got from them, like, you know. And uh, yeah, like, and then I know I know what you say about the quotations or that. Yeah. But but we're not with dealing with injecting yourself with disinfectants. We're talking about someone saying that they have to use TikTok. Like, so it's like <laughs>
0: No, is but don't you find don't you find that as much as I know you hate the slippery slope argument, right? And uh, I'm not going to yeah. use the slippery slope term. Uh, okay, okay. But I feel that it's one of those things that CNA's lifestyle, even though it's the lifestyle section, and I mean again, like I don't think lifestyle section should also be viewed like okay, like you know you want to write these inaccurate articles, that's fine. But when we're talking about politics, then you need to be true. Yeah. I think. CNA as a brand, right, which is I guess if there was one industry you would classify it it would be mm-hmm. journalism, like, you know, and information dissemination and communication. So that's yeah. why I feel throughout every arm of CNA, right, there needs to be certain certain standards upheld. Like. Mm-hmm. And I also remember in the previous podcast you said these street times, what do you expect? Then today you're saying, this is CNA Lifestyle, what do you expect? <laughs> so maybe the problem is you, Terrence, you know, have yeah. such fucking low standards low, standards, low hope for Singapore journalism. <laughs> yo, yo, can, we, can you have some optimism and idealism that that Singapore journalists can do a better job? Mm-hmm. And not say the journalists. For all we know, maybe it was the editor who told yeah. the journalists, okay, that title just not not clickbaited. So that's why I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't have, I mean, I wouldn't direct everything to the journalists themselves. Yeah. It, to just the, the the in the CNA la, the the brand because i think it's it's shitting on people personally there might be other things that play in a bureaucratic organisation which i assume CNA must be kind of um mm-hmm. the uh, the journalist might not him or herself have complete say on what the title is la mm mm-hmm. understand so, actually you so, you yeah.
1: you're, 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 you're right la the fact that the lifestyle it, it is CNA lifestyle la, right so yeah it's CNA you lifestyle put the name on it. but, but, uh, but a question i have is like do you think the influencers are unhappy that so many people are reading the article, versus like oh yeah yeah I think so. Reading? So
0: okay, so generally I think influencers, if you, I and I would dare say this like like categorically, yeah. there's a insecurity is part of the the, the industry like part yeah. of the job. So I can totally imagine this being uh, an emotional response, yeah. uh, to to doing work that has been shat on in the past like. Yeah. Um, and this is not just an influencer thing if you look at the world of celebrity culture also I think now more so than ever people are shitting on celebrities not just in Singapore yeah. around the world yeah. you know yeah. with the likes of Gal- the Gal Gadot song and also yeah. it's just when shit when, sh- when push comes to shove right the jobs of people in entertainment even though you can argue that okay that it fills a gap it's still ultimately uh, a very different kind of work so I give you that an yeah, and yeah. I mean it's I don't know whether it's good or bad, but to me, I've accepted the fact that what I do for a living is objectively sometimes fucking ridiculous. Yep, yep. Uh, like, <laughs> I was talking, just like I was talking to to my brother the other day, and just the comparison of like what his workday looks like and what mine, mine is like, okay, thinking of, of like even the, the stories that we've been talking about, oh, like mm-hmm. and writing a story about a guy falling in love with a terrorist and all, it's all objectively weird. So I think anyone in the industry, it's almost like this defensive knee jerk reaction where mm. you feel like hey you you're shitting on the on the job and I think that's where it stems from la. Mm-hmm. so you're um, saying that
1: uh, insecurity that that they they're basically the work they do is worth nothing to society, la. And, <laughs> and, and so <laughs> And so okay, uh, see, this is,
0: you're doing a CNA lifestyle though. No, 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 no I'm trying phrase. to I'm
1: trying to paraphrase If you you spoke for
0: at length so I'm trying to like say this is my understanding from what yeah you're la, saying yeah this is that, exactly what a CNA lifestyle journalist yeah. would have said like, you spoke at length I didn't yeah. capture the whole thing let me paraphrase no, no, so,
1: yeah, so, so yeah, I, mean, I won't quote you but my 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 understanding of what you're saying is that uh, influencers generally will have an insecurity about what they do and and um and this article almost uh causes them to have a defensive Reaction, because uh, it, it, it reinforces what in people's minds that influencers do bullshit for a living. Yeah, I,
0: so, I, w- I would say, like, that's uh, somewhat the gist of it. I would just say that influencers yeah. have insecurities for different reasons, or anyone in entertainment, okay. I have a fuck ton of insecurities. Mm-hmm. Like, even the nature of the industry where you don't know when your next paycheck is coming, you yeah. don't know, there's so much uncertainty, right? I think it causes inbuilt insecurity. Sure, so, sure. So that's where I'm coming from. Not to say that oh, influencers are, are weak and all that. Dude, I have so many fucking insecurities, man. Yeah. So I think that's where the this the response of the influencers was almost yeah. And and just to say that yo, like first of all, we didn't say that, which mm. is one issue. The second thing is, I think there's a certain element of like, just think I don't know, like if if people are like, especially in the in the context of essential workers risking their lives, yeah. influencers having to do TikToks. It's just Yeah. I don't know how would you feel? How would you feel, Terrence, if people just say, huh, all you do is talk into a mic with this guy who lives somewhere yeah. in your record and and is that all you all do? But I mean how would you feel? Like, like? I
1: think you know, obviously like uh yeah there there is everyone has the insecurity about their work they do right? And yeah. And and you have a right to defend the work you do as well. And uh I've always been on the I always think that influencers we, we shouldn't look down the amount of work it takes to come up with even like what they think is very stupid photos or TikToks and stuff like that. Mm. Because at the end of the day, these influencers are bringing entertainment to yeah. people in their homes, you see. So, and and in this lockdown, more than anything, we need entertainment so that we don't stab each other, we don't beat each other's spouses and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. these are all real things happening, you know, domestic abuse is up, like people are going crazy, people are breaking laws and rules and all that. So, so entertainment does help and, and to just... I mean, rather than shit on the CNA article so much, right, I think maybe people need to think about the those people who are shitting on the influencers, like just off their one little quote to, to just jump at them and then just say, oh, their, their lives are worth shit and all that. When you're sitting at home typing on the keyboard of it as well, what does it say about you versus them? Like at least they you know, are, are trying to still do what they did before COVID happened. And, and I feel... Um, it, it, I, I as in the, my anger is not directed at the CNA article for misquoting. Mm. However, it's directed at again people shooting on uh, influencers, as much as we also sometimes we 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 do call them out for certain things. But this one yeah. is to me is like this is the the this is what they do for a living. Uh, no point shooting on what they do for a living. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, I I have not underst- grasped the the wonder that is TikTok, but I do yeah. respect people. Who are trying? So essentially, yeah. Like for me, I w- I would I, w- I, w- I take issue with the people who are just mindlessly criticizing his influence. Mm-hmm. I also do take issue with the institution, but I think we have talked about it enough. But I think yeah. anyone. Everyone is going through a shit time. Like, yeah. like even if your business for whatever reason is providing something and business is booming and yeah. I know I think now there's a shortage of plastic containers for food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think if you're in the business of that, business is booming, but it's still gonna be a fucking shit time for you. La. So yeah. anyone who is just trying to innovate, I think just deserves a bit more respect. Um, mm. It just so happens that TikTok was out of their comfort zone. But anyone doing something out of their comfort zone, like you're doing a yoga class that you've never done yoga before, to me, yeah. yeah. Okay, kudos to you, man. Power to you because you're doing something that's different. It's just that TikTok which seems mindless. It does, yeah. It's just something new and everyone should be encouraged for trying to find some way to wiggle out. Because the one thing that I guess people don't understand until they're really into the industry is being Mm. in as an influencer or freelancer, there's a lot of uncertainty about your fucking uh, re- revenue and cash flow, you know. So, yeah. I don't know how many people who are shitting on them actually still are getting some sort of payroll, some sort of salary and yeah. the the feeling of, like, I, I think anyone in entertainment, their revenues, including us, you know, like our cash flow, like our projects have been delayed, cancelled mm-hmm. and whatnot and it's not a nice feeling not knowing lah. So, it just it just is it's never gonna end. I think people yeah. are still gonna shit. Uh I've seen some people on my newsfeed, my my friends who are in the industry as well, not mm. influencers, like maybe professional in a certain technical side of things, but they also shitting on influencers. They're yeah. like, huh? Isn't that a bit weird? Because like you could argue that, that someone I don't know, doing like a photography or something. Do we need more photos, you know, blah blah blah. So yeah. So I mean that's right, yeah. It's just, oh, I I don't think it's ever gonna change, like, Do you do you ever see it changing? Like like people actually respecting? Oh shit, you know, like be, being an influencer. Uh, do you see that? I mean,
1: th- maybe a gen there will be a generational change, lah. Because like really, like the number of kids who want to be YouTubers and want to get big on social media, uh, is quite staggering, la And and mm. and I think you 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 and I we we've seen it ourselves when we go to school sometimes and talk to people all that. Uh, they they actually there's a lot more people who are interested in the process of creating content, whether it's like six second videos or, or you know TV shows or whatever. There's a lot mm. more kids who are interested in that and actually see that as a real viable career, you know, breaking the Hollywood, breaking the China, things like that, lah. So, uh, as negative as as you, you Facebook might be right now. Just you know, sometimes Facebook is is really its own echo chamber of old people like complaining mm. about stuff or so la. So mm. I I I think there will be more people who are open to, uh, he no, won't share influencers as much la, in Going forward in the future, yeah, it, it depends on what platform you use, I suppose. Like TikTok, sometimes is really the the stuff you see there is really quite creative, and and some of the biggest laughs I had. Just looking at my phone sometimes, are uh,
0: from looking at TikToks, uh, you know. So, so this is where I guess like you are more optimistic than me, uh, because for me, yeah. as long as you're doing entertainment, right? People are yeah. gonna shit on you, lah. Yeah. Um, because just looking at even within <laughs> my own extended family I, I mean I think I don't know how the, how they, they perceive my career uh, mm. choice because they are more traditional and even when I see big time actors in, in Hollywood like Kumal Nanjiani of Silicon Valley fame and yeah. soon to be Marvel fame he said a few years ago in his interview which I found very encouraging that his parents still think he doesn't have a job lah. Mm. And his parents still think like, "Can you get a regular job?" So yeah. I I think the whole people shitting on influencers entertainers will never stop. It's oh, yeah. just something that unfortunately anyone entering needs to be able to to deal with lah.
1: I mean, it will never it will never be a zero thing like But I'm think it's just saying more people will be open minded to it lah. Mm. won't it won't you'll never go to zero because I think whatever so, you do. Yeah. So,
0: it'll be another polarizing thing. Uh, there might be more people... It's like religion. Uh, you get more yeah. people being religious, but you get more atheists. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a trend in everything. Uh, it's us against them all the yeah. fucking over the place. Yeah, by the way, what's the...
1: You said you had an example from US that you wanted to...
0: Oh, to yeah. So, so, so I guess this this... This is the like a setup for what we' going to talk oh, yeah. about in terms of like the, the media media the responsibility of journalists so so yeah. the, the context I guess was there was another case last week where mm. uh, Le uh of uh, xenophobia fame yeah. um, from a few weeks ago um, they apparently wrote an article that misquoted and fabricated some aspects of an account of someone who an NTU student who was suffering from COVID. Yeah, yeah, and I think the gist of it was that they had an interview. the The guy who was the the COVID patient who has now recovered said, told the journalist to not publish it. Oh no! Actually, he journal- was
1: uh, he wasn't. They didn't get any interviews. What happened was that the the, the student put uh wrote his story on IG stories. Yeah. Uh, IG and then the a journalist got to see the IG stories and ask for interview but the guy didn't want the publicity so oh, he I thought rejected. they had
0: an interview and the guy at the end of no, it said no. no you never got it. they
1: never even had a chance to talk or anything. The guy just pretty much said, I don't want to be identified, I please don't please don't quote me in this That's oh. why are, yeah that's why it, it caused ruffled a lot of feathers.
0: So yeah, the guy. The guy went ahead and published it. I think he mentioned the guy's name as well, right? The patient's uh, name. no no he no. he
1: fabricated the name, but because of oh. his age and the fact of what he's studying and and things like that, uh, the guy's father was able to identify him from that news article. Then he, the father was like, "Hey, you you talk to a newspaper." Then the guy's like, "No did no no," you know, yeah. Well, so
0: that's that's tricky. So the the journalist kept the guy anonymous. Yes, he kept the guy anonymous. So then. Well, wow, that that I, I then what wow, I I misunderstood what I read, yeah. Holy mm, shit. Mm, mm, mm. So so is that an issue then? Uh I think
1: the okay, the, I think the difference between like what we were saying earlier about fabricating a quote versus this one, right? Was that, yeah. that one the, the influencer story, they actually spoke to influencers. And yeah. they may maybe paraphrased something that the influencer actually said, like the meaning of which yeah. is there. It's just that maybe the context of it, people see it through a different lens and all that. Blah blah. Yeah. So it caused a controversy. But this one was the reporter asked the guy whether I can, you know, talk about your IG stories or that. The guy said, No, I don't want I don't want please don't mention mm. me. I don't want I don't want it. Then they, they said they, they went back and forth a little bit, but in the end a reporter just went ahead to use what he said in the IG story, still feature his story. Obviously they changed the names and everything. But they claimed in the in the article that they interviewed the guy. Or at least they insinuated that they interviewed the person. Which oh. never happened, and and yeah and, um, you can sort of say that the guy also feels that uh, he was doxxed uh, because he was easily identified by his friends and relatives that the articles so about him. Uh.
0: then, then that's a that's a blur line, right? Because okay, mm. so one thing I know that he said, which was kind of a, it e- makes it easy for him to 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 be doxxed, is that apparently NTU only had one student who contracted COVID. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. Right, so. Yeah. It it okay, it makes it fucking easy to find out who the hell that student is. Yeah, but yeah. then but then if let's say the reporter kept it a bit more ambiguous. Let's say there were like five students who from NTU who got COVID yeah. and it wasn't a clear line and you have to kind of take a leap of faith to identify yeah. that person as a the guy, then is there an issue? Yeah. Because I'm not I'm not familiar with the whole journalistic principle. I know, okay, let's say if you write a movie that's based on someone's life, yeah. there is some issue that could come in if mm-hmm. there's there's enough proof to prove that, okay, like this is too close to be incidental. I don't yeah. know. I guess the same would apply to journalism. I yeah. I I would suppose like if
1: if you ask someone for permission to to uh repost something that they said or what, and then they say please don't do it, especially in a national newspaper, please yeah. don't do it la And then then you have to uh you have to report la that you, maybe you read it from an IG story or something. You can't. You cannot mention that it wasn't an an interview or things like that, That that's my understanding of it. But uh, oh, just to clarify, so there there was one issue was that the guy didn't a, a, agree for interview, and then it was a fabricated interview. Uh, mm. Actually, there was another issue that uh, because the the guy was saying that I never actually in in his IG stories he was trying to tell people that he never actually did much outside his home, and he still mm. got COVID. You see. But then Mm. the news article made it sound like he almost never left home and then he got COVID. Which his point was that that kind of incites panic, unnecessary panic. And it was something that he would have clarified if he was really being interviewed. But he hadn't been interviewed and he was just... The journalist was basically extrapolating a lot of things just based on his IG stories alone. Lah. So mm. there wasn't any journalistic legwork work done in terms of like verifying that all oh, this was exactly what happened and, and everything that mm. he said in the IG stories is true. Lah. So again, mm. you can quote from the IG stories, but then you never check that the IG story is really 100% accurate by trying to, you know, fact check mm-hmm. with friends mm-hmm. and things like that. Lah. And then it's against public interest because you are, you are making people nervous about the, about COVID being, sp- uh, being spread through the air or something. So, so, he mm. said that was the, the second thing that really uh, pissed him off about
0: the whole thing. Uh. Um, I see, I see. Yeah, so... so yeah. Mm, so, so he posted he the note on 10th May la, and he got mm. a few thousand shares and SPH came back and clarified. La, and apparently, the journalist was a new journalist yeah. and some of the senior people in SPH came and clarified that, okay, la, he did do something, some stuff that is not good. Uh, yeah. They've even, uh, I mean, got together like a a, a, a committee to kind of Investigated it further and all that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So and then uh the person in question posted another note talking about the response on 14th May. Yeah. So I guess the 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 good thing is that okay, SPH, even though this guy said their responses were very disappointing, I actually mm-hmm. thought okay, they they didn't just write it off. They admitted that the guy fucked up and yeah. they are doing an investigation. Yeah, what yeah. comes out of an investigation, um, I don't know. But what I found weird was that this guy, in his letter to Leonard Zapao, actually requested for the journalist to be fired. Do you know that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw, I saw, yeah. Yeah, so that's where, that's where <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm still overall on this guy's side. But yep. there's a few things where he was saying that Leonard Zapao didn't paint the full picture of what he went through. But he didn't tell... He didn't disclose... So he said he got a letter from the legal counsel from SPH which he will not... The contents of which he will not disclose. Um, He did not... Say that he requested for the journalist to be fired, and in his second note he said, "Uh, it's unfortunate that SPH published my request to get the guy fired. I'm apolog- I apologize if I offended anyone." Yeah. So this is where I'm like, "Yo, dude, um, if you're calling for for more transparency, you also need to like fucking not yeah. hide these kind of things, lah." So, yeah. so I guess all this boils down to the fucking problem at hand, which is who believe? Yeah, I don't know who yeah. believe, dude. I really don't know who the fuck to believe. I mean, I mean, and he, he 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 essentially,
1: yeah, he just left out uh, important details of the conversation, like right? And, and yeah, he didn't lie about anything, but the the fact that he was so vengeful about it doesn't paint him in the best light, like right?
0: Yeah, and like, I mean, I read it, I felt like a little bit too much moral self righteousness, mm-hmm. yeah, right? So, so I mean, that's where, like, I mean, I guess it's nice to to be in the limelight uh, and having people talking about your issue, and I think overall, he is fighting for something that is worth fighting for. La, but I just felt mm. like, yeah, again, the same thing. Like, Okay, I read his note. Then there were certain things that I only found out through the SPH and then he comes out and admits it. And I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. This is the same fucking shit. Although, I I would still feel like, okay, this guy's an individual. He's he's not a professional reporter of news. Mm-mm-mm. Whereas compared to the institution, la, so, so I mean this is where like building off what I was saying the the example uh, from the US that in the past week or so I I saw it I'm like oh my god so we all know that uh, a few weeks ago Trump said something about uh, chloroquine right yeah. you know the yep. and and it's a uh, it's a medicine that's used to treat malaria and he said it yeah. during one of his press conference briefings that oh you know it might it might work so and he was chastised for kind of encouraging something that needs to be a bit more carefully uh, mm-hmm. uh, articulated like. so then reports came out of this American couple, uh, older couple, um, where the wife and the, the husband and wife actually found chloro something containing chloroquine in their basement. Yeah. Uh, they didn't know that it was chloroquine, chloroquine phosphate or something. And chemicals, you just add something to it, it's a fucking different chemical. Uh. So it turns yeah. out that it's yeah. something for fish, like to clean fish oh, tanks. Shit. So the husband ingested it and he died. Oh, fuck. And uh, there was an article... A, like, The fucking uh, mainstream media in the US blew up and Mm -hmm. there were audio recordings of this lady uh, saying, you know, we should not listen to Trump. Um, We we can't go on. And fucking like all the left-leaning outlets portrayed, like, reported it, like, and, and everyone, the entire world, was shitting on Trump, saying, you can't, you have to watch your words because people will follow your fucking president. And then there's reports mm. of, like, inquiries about chloroquine uh, spiking at medical centers and all. So, yeah. there's this there's this YouTuber called Steven Crowder, and I would say he's he's not just a YouTuber. I mean, he has a show, he's a, he's a, a right-wing commentator. La. He's a mm. comedian, right-wing commentator. Not, like, neo-Nazi, far-right, but he's very very right, right-leaning la. and mm. he's got a huge channel and he does like daily shows with uh, podcasts and, and video shows talk, just a lot of social-political commentary and he's actually fucking popular la because mm. he combines comedy and political uh, commentary very well. La. He's kind of like the right-wing John Oliver la. and okay. he Fucking shits on the left so many times that sometimes when I watch it, I watch it because I think now it's it's very important that we always look at both sides and how they look at the same event. So there was this one video he made where over the course of three weeks, it, it kind of looked back to um um from the time that that report went out of that American couple. Uh, so what he found out was Um he and his team, because uh, he's got a full team, he does it like a, on a legit scale. They dug up into that woman's history, right? And they actually found out, okay, so if I were to ask you, right, based on the articles, what do you picture this American lady and her husband to be like? Like in terms of stereo, like what kind of demographic, what kind of political ideology do you do you imagine them to be? Because you read the articles also, uh, or this not is the first entirely,
1: time? No, this is the first time hearing of it. Yeah.
0: Okay, so so was that enough to give you some sort of picture? What what sort of demographic these people come from? Old couple living in some rural farm, and uh, probably I don't know a Republican. Exactly. Yeah. So so generally, that was the thing that was communicated. So he and his team went in and they actually found out that this lady has has donated quite a bit of money to Hillary Clinton when she was running against Trump. Mm. And she has been very vocal on social media against Trump. Okay. So then you go like, oh fuck, uh, wait, is she a Trump supporter? Because everything I read in the left-leaning media painted out as a, a Trump supporter. And then his dim team dug even further and turns out that she has been uh, uh, arrested for... Um, Being violent towards her husband. Mm, Okay. And she has publicly said many times she wants to divorce her husband. So, a few days later, he actually got in touch with a journalist from, I can't remember which outlet that were the first to break the news of this couple, which then went everywhere. La. And mm. he got on the phone and he recorded a phone call with her and he said, well, "You know, I'm Steven Crowder. I have this info and I just want to let you know in case it's relevant to updating your article. And then the journalist was just like, oh, you have, a, you have something that I recommend you publish it. So he kept on saying like, no, you know, I think it's it's for you to publish it and retract. And he went on and on and in the end, she hung up on him. Mm-hmm. So it totally didn't make her look good. And then, so he was saying that Wait is it just uh is it just like what what was painted in the mainstream media to be the full case if if the journalists didn't even know this info then they're not doing their job la. if they mm. knew but they didn't publish it, they're also not doing their job and a few days later, new articles started coming out about the wife being tried for investigated for homicide mm, mm, mm so then I looked at it I'm like, and the video he like he just he just uh combined the the clips over the course of three weeks and I looked at it, I'm like, well. He does have a point. There's a lot of things he says that I don't agree with him. But then I looked at that, I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck do we believe? Because I think most of the news that the, outside world, the world outside the US consumes tends to be left-leaning. Like all that the MSNBC, uh, CNN, and I don't know how many people watch Fox News. But then you look at that, you're like, oh shit, did we get the full picture? Oh shit, mm. what do we believe now? So you're saying so, that
1: she might have been the one to kill her, her husband.
0: With yeah. Oh, yeah, and one more thing. The, one more thing, the husband is an engineer. Oh, okay, so, okay. so this elderly couple living in a rural farm being a Trump supporter right, all those stereotypes seem to have been disproven mm. and it's something that wasn't covered in the news so you see that and then you see even in Singapore <coughs> this, this sort of stuff which is why I think right now the news outlets need to be very very careful la, because people mm. are, are fucking grappling for, for, for news and information and it's so easy to mislead people yeah yeah so when I saw that, I was like, oh, shit. So now I don't know who to believe. I don't know who to believe anymore, dude. Mm, wow, that's a wow,
1: very long uh tale. I know, I think, the, I think, the I think right that's the longest left. I've ever spoken without <laughs> you
0: talking. It felt, it felt pretty good, man. It felt pretty good. Yeah,
1: yeah hearing your own <laughs> voice, right? <it's,
0: laughs> yeah. yeah, fucking awesome, yeah. yeah. Actually, but, yeah, maybe um, I should just do this podcast myself. Nah, kidding, the, nah, kidding, nah, kidding, the, nah kidding,
1: the, yeah. I think also, like, yeah, the the last week, um, there was an incident during a White House press briefing about coronavirus. Mm. I think there was an Asian-American report, CNN reporter who yeah. was basically... I mean, CNN has been needling Trump a lot la, during mm-hmm. his White House press briefings. Uh, If you watch them, they're actually very entertaining because Trump gets angry with them and then he ignores them or tries to, you know, next question, next question, and then they keep insisting on asking questions. So mm. this Asian-American... Um, I think she's Chinese-American, so I'm Chinese, just just putting oh, it out So there. finally, you have <laughs> so the right to say something. It, uh. I also, uh, in US, <laughs> well, you're I'm, not minority, uh. I'm a minority in US, uh, if I go US. <laughs> so she's, she's Asian-American, and she asked him, oh, so why are you so insistent on saying that US is leading the world when we're obviously not leading the world in like testing and all these things? Which is mm. what Trump has been going around telling everybody, right? Then Trump's yeah. like, yeah, go and ask China, go and ask China. And then she straight away, she pulled down her mask. She's like, wait, why, why are you directing that question at me? You know, So there was almost like this insinuation like Trump was saying, ask China, China. because she's like Asian American <laughs> or Chinese American or something. And uh, yeah, la, I think a lot of people, then people started like, oh my God, he's racist and stuff like that. But honestly, and even... she
0: purposely pulled down her mask, is it?
1: Yeah, yeah. To show that she's like, you know, hey, I'm Asian, is that why you asked me? Mm. So, yeah, you know, I, I'm Chinese. I'm Chinese, just putting out there. So, to, even that, to me, when I watched it, I was like, uh, I know Trump's rhetoric. He keeps talking. He keeps shitting on China, on everything. I don't think it's specifically because you're Chinese or he thinks you're Chinese or Asian or Asian-American and he assumes you're Chinese. But, it's, yeah, so it's one of those things where CNN was putting it out there, the CNN reporter. I think she's, a, I, I believe she's CN, mm-hmm. CNN or MSNBC. So, I'm I, what I'm saying is that, um, yeah, your individual personal biases also... Even at this at at that level when the journalist is talking to a president, at that level already there's already a bias that, you know, in terms of how the journalist asks the questions or, or how you see the the president yeah. of the US responds to it. So uh, to me it's like yeah, you just gotta be very careful about what biases you're carrying with you when what you read eh. when you read a news article and then you know you're insisting, Oh, you but you must have journalistic integrity. I mean, she had I mean she was she's from CNN. she's asking a question at the White House and all. But even that, to me, I felt like eh, maybe there was an emotional reaction, uh, yeah la, rather than uh, like really an like, objective reaction to something.
0: So, so based on what you're hearing, yeah la, I, I I think she was not being a responsible journalist lah. Uh, I don't know, I don't know. So it's it's, I mean,
1: maybe she, maybe Trump really meant it as such or what lah. But it's just that but, when you what? watch the article, when you watch that whole exchange, it makes you feel like eh. Well how did this whole thing suddenly become about race, become race. suddenly. Yeah. So, so which, is, uh, which is like my reaction that time also when I <laughs> when I read the article, and like, then you also scold me and everything, everybody's scolding hey, me already. Okay, okay, don't
0: don't it's not an apples to apples comparison, okay? <laughs> Chee-bye. For, yeah, for those of you wondering, we just had a podcast a few weeks ago a few weeks ago where I think that was the most disagreement that Terrence and I had on the topic. Um yeah. Uh, and that was based in Singapore, la. So this one, yeah, yeah. Um, right. you you need to go and see, hear that for context. But in this case, I think yeah. I'm guessing the internet erupted again into like us against them, la, Right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And then I think Joe Rogan also uh, uh, talked about it, and and he
0: has his views about it and all that. So it, what it did he say? What did what did he say? Just but Joe Rogan now also like <laughs> I don't know his his whole take on the coronavirus also is a bit like huh yeah, really? Uh? Yeah, yeah. And, and he hangs out with
1: Elon Musk, who isn't the most like he's doing a lot of funny things now. Uh, but I don't. I mean, his take on it was essentially similar. Like, come on, she's just reading race into into his answer, la, Whereas his answer has always been, I mean, for better or worse, his answer about China has always been he's trying to blame China for everything, like yeah, right, yeah, to distract yeah. people. Yeah. So I don't think so. He's trying. So Joe Rogan didn't think it was exactly about race, la, But then maybe he's privileged, you know? Because yeah, he's, he's a
0: heterosexual white yeah. male dude. Come but I'm on, I'm Chinese.
1: I'm Chinese. I'm a minority in the US and all that. But yeah, I, even yeah. I saw that, I was like, mm, no. <laughs> you know so 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 yeah everyone just you know check yourself check yourself no but
0: the thing is now you check yourself like if you wanna okay the one thing like I always tell like my mom my uncle if you share something google it but if your google leads to like fucking CNN or CNA lifestyle or whatever shit (laughs) who themselves uh, need to do googling what this is a google circle jerk dude nothing's gonna be solved yeah we should all just dig holes in the sand stick our head in and wait for the whole virus to, to to pass and then get back to to a life where such a journalistic like, kind of ambiguity has less of an issue. Yeah. Uh, no choice. La. Just have to stop yeah. reading this paper for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Actually, I think that kind of segues into the goofy topic quite well. But mm, I wanted mm. to say something that I forgot to say at the start of this, this podcast. which is Okay, if it's uh, as long
1: as just now that one cannot say. But <laughs> Just now what? As, as your Steven Crowder video description, huh? oh, no, it's no, no, as long, no, as long as no, 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 it's nothing <laughs> added to that. It's
0: something. It's something about the podcast in general. So, oh. so I mean, we have a very vibrant subreddit uh, community where there's a lot of discussions. But we also, I mean, it took me a while to jump onto Reddit and embrace it for yeah. the fucking amazing platform that it is. But I know that uh, some people are still DMing us uh, questions and comments. And I think if you have a question that you want us to respond to on the podcast, right? It would be cool if you could just share. Our uh 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 like write your story on Insta stories and tag us. Mm. Um, I mean because also I mean I'm not I'm not gonna deny that like uh you guys sharing the podcast would ultimately introduce it to more people. Um, yeah. and I can get why you might want to send us your comments directly in the inbox because it might be a bit more personal. But if you have questions or topics that you want us to talk about, just an Insta story share together with our podcast, would be fucking amazing. Yeah, um, Yeah. because, I mean, every every day we get, uh, uh, uh like every few days, we'll get like some message telling us that, um like an, a nice message that makes us feel like, okay, like we are doing something worthwhile. Yeah. And if we can reach more people, why not? So that was yeah, the, something that I wanted to say at the start of the podcast. Oh, the Fuck latest
1: one was, <laughs> latest one was someone uh, said that, yeah, the podcast has helped him on his uh, late night runs during this circuit breaker period, apparently. Because he needs to listen to something while going for his very boring late night runs. Because there's yeah. not much else to do. And uh, apparently, our podcast is very good for that. It's, it's been helping him exercise. La. So it's yeah. good for your health.
0: <laughs> and someone in Canada in Canada said it makes her feel closer to home. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Is she Correct. singing a home song to feel closer to home? No, she's listening no. to our fucking podcast. Yeah. You know? So, <laughs> so so yeah, cool. Th- thank you guys for sending those messages. It always makes our yeah. day. Uh, but yeah, if there's a question, uh, just tag us, use the hashtag Yalabud, and then we'll take it from there. And you said
1: um, it was a segue. Uh, yeah. So to the, the thing about topic.
0: the thing about ultimately, like the problem right now with media is that they get the info, um, and then they put their layer of editorial, uh, magic onto it, and then it reaches yeah. us, like right? Yeah. So it's not the most raw, the most authentic, uh, but. There was a recent uh, request. I think it's come up before in the Singapore Parliament. I think the latest yeah. one was by Leon Pereira asking yep. the Parliament to be live stream, man. Mm, yeah. You know, in the time when like fucking performers and content creators are all dabbling in live streams just to find yeah. some way to make it work. Should Parliament be live stream or not? Uh, so, of course, I think the Graceful came back and said, no, there's a... Um, there's a certain... If people want to see the full yeah. videos of parliament, they can already see it. And yep. by making it live stream, then pe- the politicians might have to play to histronics. And I don't even know what the fuck histrionics mean. I'm guessing you have to put on a image. You you might not be as honest as you could be behind mm-hmm. closed doors. Um, And that was her response. La. Histrionics
1: so, is like uh, when someone goes like ape shit like ah,
0: just for the sake of like... Like, like in Taiwan uh, Parliament. La. Is it Taiwan yeah, Parliament? Yeah, Where yeah. Where they fucking Taiwan have like WWE. fight
1: and everything. Yeah, so those are those would be histrionics like I suppose.
0: So, so I mean at first we were thinking, can this be a serious topic? But then we figured, yeah. uh okay, like there's a lot more to it, but that's why we kept it as a goofy topic because that yeah. allows us to just uh make fun of it. Actually so we can what not anything anytime.
1: So what, what do you do you think about it? Like uh
0: I actually thought it would be a good idea. Why? Because the thing is, I mean okay, when the response saying that okay, you know, people can watch it anyway, it comes out three month uh, three three hours after Parliament. Yeah. Um I feel then it's back to the whole like, oh, you know, behind closed doors, they're talking about something. And if you want to build some sort of like trust, um, yeah, if you have to make sure that you're a little more articulate, a little more eloquent, maybe Mm. that's how it should be, you know? So my mind, I think, it's worth trying out because... They, they even said, you know, no one will watch it. You know, in Singapore, uh, how many people actually come to view Parliament? Because apparently, as a, pub, a member of the public, you can go and part, uh, just yep. view Parliament. But how yeah. many people do it? You know, how many people take part in Hong Leong uh, uh, discussions at, at the Hong Lim Park? Then to me, I'm like, fuck, that's a horrible argument. Like, yeah. now you can fucking go live stream with one click. Comparing mm. that to well, going into actual Parliament, fuck that, man. I'll never do that. But if it's watching Parliament live stream, right, I think it would be quite interesting, man. So you just want to
1: see it. So that it's... uh, Why? It's just more interesting.
0: No, because I... I mean, I think it's one of those things that like right now, even though there's always going to be a disconnect between government and citizens, right? And I mean, I don't know whether it's the best idea, but it feels like right now with this whole COVID thing and with uh, live streaming becoming bigger and bigger things and the need to fucking change fundamentally how we operate as society, as politicians, as government, I think it might be worth trying out then the question is if once you go live streaming can you ever go non-live streaming that would be a tricky thing but I would love to
1: see but maybe the idea is that uh, when you do a live stream inevitably you end up capturing or showing a lot more things that uh, don't necessarily need to be shown like let's say someone finish finish talking and then he just digs his Mm. nose or something like that you know Mm. when, when there isn't I mean uh, if there isn't an editor on the spot who's quick enough to to do yeah, something yeah. right, so then yeah. you end up like just uh setting the person up to be memed, right? But because he's digging his nose uh, unintentionally <laughs> or something. So to me, if there's somebody who is just going through that first layer of of footage and just making sure that you don't portray anyone in in a unnecessarily Negative, bad like, yeah. night, like, Yeah, because I think because there's a lot of uh, uh when you watch sports broadcasts or so, right? As much as they tell you something is live. Actually, there's someone sitting at the counter. There's a, a three-second sev- delay or something. Oh, seven like. seconds, I think. Seven yeah, seconds yeah. where like someone can actually like stop something. You know, let's say like someone dies on on the pitch or what, you can actually yeah. just pause it. So, uh, it's logistically it will cost more money and and have and manpower to do all that, which I don't think is the biggest concern. But uh, it's just yeah la, It the, the it sets, um the politicians are to be you know to be memed I'm sure some shit has to happen like remember I think there was a story of a Pakistan parliament where they accidentally put a filter a Facebook filter <laughs> yeah, of cats right so everyone looked yeah. like cats so I can only imagine yeah. something like that will happen at some point lah. no you
0: know? so okay so this is this goes back to the thing about how I think we've spoken in previous podcasts also now yeah. you can see doing stuff from home live streaming has like okay let's do exactly what we do in real life but just mm. through live stream yeah. what this opens up to me is a new way of potentially doing parliament. Like, okay, like maybe the focus is on the speaker with no one else in the background. So, and there's no one person who's gonna be in the limelight. If fucking, like, if the camera is just on the the pedestal, everyone yeah. behind they'll be fucking caught for three hours. Then I feel like okay, you might you might catch people. So I think that's where if we look at it, okay, is there a way to do parliament differently via live stream to utilize the fact that okay we're having a direct connection to the viewer yet mm. not falling to the potential of like, okay, some guy falling asleep or some guy, maybe he has to, he has to reply to an urgent email which is like mm. life and death almost because ministers, you have to give them credit that they do fucking like make a shit ton of important decisions every day like, or at least I would yeah. like to think so. So yeah. that's where I feel like, oh, actually it would be interesting um mm. and that's where I think, the, I, okay, I guess the thing with any government is if there's a layer that goes through what is said in parliament and makes it a bit more palatable to the public, right, Mm. That's where I feel like, mmm, mmm, there could be something else that's edited out and all that, like because um then it's not really presenting it as what happened la, And it's mm-hmm. almost like I know yeah, so so that's where I feel like. I think I actually think without thinking about it like in fucking detail and reading up whether yeah, it's yeah. been done or not, I actually think it'd be a it'd be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I of mean, course, I'm not a politician la. So I would hate it if I was a politician, I'd be like, fuck, not yeah, everything I say. I think yeah. that's
1: the thing all that 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 if you are actually the one having to be in front of the camera, you probably wouldn't want it to be live like right?
0: But uh, do you think do you think then it kind of makes them do less of no, a job or it no, adds on another layer of their job that is really full of a lot of work to be done?
1: Well uh? that's why when you, you when you mentioned this topic, I was just thinking, uh like will it make me much more uh, much more informed uh voter or anything because I get to see a live stream of these
0: people. And then
1: I thought about it and, and the answer was like probably not like you know it's just <laughs> but it's just more of politics, the same
0: Since when is politics and votes about people being informed? It's about trust. And that to me is like one of those things. Like honestly, you think everyone votes just based on logic? No 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 obviously no, no, right? no I mean let's yeah. not
1: let's not state the obvious here like it's not those are ah. there's a that's a truism already. But I'm just saying uh there are certain things about like let's say for like COVID nineteen, right? I've discovered yeah. certain things about politicians that that uh weren't as obvious before, like, because I've been spending a lot more time watching the interviews and watching mm. their speeches and things are like, like for example, I find like someone like Lawrence Wong is a much he's a much better orator and actually a very good speaker. Uh yeah. very much more comforting than someone like Chan Chun Singh, right? Uh. So even if I were to make an emotional decision about who to vote for and things like that, you know, this helps to inform me a little bit lah. Uh so yeah la, there there is a there is a little bit of uh I, I did ask that does watching it live versus watching a recorded version of them speaking does it make a bit, that big a difference to me? Eh, not really. But but being able to watch it is important, la, you know?
0: Okay, so so I will compare okay, let's say our, our podcast, right? You yeah. know, we made an editorial decision at the start to never edit this. You know? Yeah. And never Edit uh, like record and edit out to kind of like make maybe even reduce the pauses or like the ah uh, and the um and all that because we it's a very important thing for us to yeah keep it as authentic as possible yeah. so to me for once you go to the parliament level there will be that editorial layer like, for yeah. for that there has to be like. so that's where I feel like if that editorial if if they can tell me okay this is 100% not edited then to me no need live stream for mm. me, the live stream is only to ensure that, okay, we are seeing what is actually happening. So uh, that, that is at the crux of it. If they can fucking guarantee that whatever is released three hours after a parliament uh, hearing is not edited at all, right? then to me, fucking don't live stream. Uh, I would much rather prefer that. But I think right now, and for any government that are, I wouldn't just say BAP, to have that totally objective layer to make sure that everything that is said is put out there. That's yeah. what I think would be a difficult thing to ensure, and I l- I think live streaming solves that problem for me. I mean,
1: I think the best solution is every politician should just download TikTok <laughs> and use TikTok in Parliament, and then just <laughs> put it on <laughs> put be, it on live, and be then fucking awesome man. I b- you, guarantee you, <laughs> you, at least you are oh, everyone will at least have one <laughs> subscriber. Harish will be following all of you, <laughs> and he'll be like, oh my god,
0: this is no fantastic. no. You don't need to you don't need to subscribe to watch la. Hello, you feel like a fucking oh. you feel like a boomer, <laughs> no? What the fuck? you you, you don't need to. Dude, if I have to subscribe to everyone that I look at on Instagram and all, no, man, dude. You just play the stalker role. You just go and don't subscribe and and just or even create like this separate account to just do whatever you want to, stalk whoever you want to stalk. So all the ministers probably won't have many followers but they'll get a lot of views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right. Then then they all can be quoted saying, I I had to use TikTok. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I had to use TikTok and then see how people react. Yeah. Yeah. So... So I guess at the end of that, for for if you had to put like a uh, like gun to your head, would you say okay, let's do parliament live streaming versus no? I say not necessary, love, me I would say not let's necessary. do it, man. Can you imagine yeah. like you can fucking get, like these live chat comments you can put there, you can clap, you can headset like send emojis. You know when Lawrence yeah, yeah. one broke down in parliament, you yeah. can like oh you know put the like the the appreciative Heart face to. or clap. <laughs> yeah, how how baller would that be? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But I, I'm sure they would they wouldn't allow emojis like in. <laughs> if you if, were if live streaming it it'd probably be some like 1990s yeah. HTML website kind of thing yeah, that's why. and like you really like just see blocks uh, like Minecraft Minecraft Parliament uh, <laughs>
0: yeah and like the website won't be mobile friendly yeah, it'd yeah, just absolutely. be the shit ass website that is yeah, made in the 80s uh. yeah
1: so just use TikTok lah. it's much easier
0: TikTok yeah can you imagine like
1: right? all the all they all stood up and then like they did, did a dance in Parliament before it started <laughs> because it's on TikTok.
0: No, like whenever one of the ministers has to enter parliament they have to enter with a dancer, uh, you know, like renegade. <laughs> renegade. And then they go to their seat. <laughs> we laugh about it now, That's uh, the Like a That year's is time the future this. man. Yeah. That is the future. Oh man. So yeah, so so that was that was our, our goofy topic for the day. Uh, yeah. our final segment is uh one shoke thing for the week. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I will go first.
1: Yeah. Uh I I've I been mean, I guess everyone has been, been have has their own uh like workout routine and mm. whatever they follow already. So I mean something that I was quite getting quite into like late last year before this coronavirus thing happening was doing boxing as a form of uh, exercise lah. <laughs> la. mm-hmm. Means like uh it's not boxer size like the kind where you see people at the gym like just punching air, but literally like really like uh boxing, learning boxing you know whether hitting bags or hitting other people as a, as just for exercise also mm. uh, obviously now because of COVID you can't I can't do it you know because there's no contact uh, so I had to I've been following this YouTube channel called, called Nate Bauer Nate Bauer I mean his name is Nate Bauer he's just a fitness instructor who is who, had, who puts up shadow boxing exercises on YouTube so mm. I found that they're, they're fantastic like like they just he's very motivate. his voice is very calming he's got a very motivational tone and Basically, you just, you just follow him to do simple drills, boxing, and stuff like that. And he th- he does everything such that you can do it in a small room, in a backyard, in, in, your, in, a, in your front porch, or downstairs, or whatever. So, mm. uh, it's worth checking out, yeah, if you're still looking for something fun to do for your workout. La. But Obviously, you don't...
0: Be- you don't need a boxing bag or anything. No,
1: nothing. Yeah, you just need. Uh, it, because boxing, a lot of it is also just your general endurance and keeping your hands up for like you know half hour in uh, twenty five minutes or thirty or forty minutes at a time. So yeah. so so that that's why he trains are uh, the endurance side of things uh, like squats and stuff like that, and, oh. and uh and it makes you feel like oh you are you are still you are, you are, you are badass like, you know. And then if you do it in the it's an exercise that looks pretty cool when you're doing it, like even by yourself la, like doing boxing drills and all. Whereas like, I think a lot of other things like Zumba, you wouldn't want to do that in like, uh, I mean, unless you're a fit lah, you don't want to mm. be seen doing that in public so much lah, right? But I mean, so, you can do it at home also
0: lah, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, you can do it at home, you can do it at home. Oh, so yeah, yeah, he's been cool. producing a lot of YouTube videos. I think, he's not a big YouTuber, like just couple hundred thousand subscribers, and, and mm. but, but, but I've been really like following a lot of his new videos coming out recently, so I I've oh, just cool, thought yeah. I'd just give a shout out.
0: Cool, cool, yeah. cool. And what is your one shot? Uh, thing? It's also a digital creator. Mm. Uh, it's this Instagram uh, guy on Instagram called Pablo Rochat, mm. P A B L O R O C H A T, and yeah. I caught wind of him because I saw someone else who reposts annoyingly his video but tag him. Then I went to his profile, and if there's one person who I think makes content that is fucking just leverages the Instagram profile to its max, right? It's this guy. Right. Like. So, his story is that he studied design in 2011. He was a designer for Microsoft. Then he went into advertising. He was a designer at some agency. Then he became creative director. Then he went to another agency. Then he ended up at Tinder as the head of creative. And mm. then he was con- creating content on Instagram and he got enough requests and now he runs his own like, one-person studio. Wait, so, you said he, he was head of
1: creative at Tinder. Yeah, yeah, the dating yeah. app, the one that yeah, people used to hook up. App. Yeah, creative correct, what? Correct. As in what the? As in the, marketing, the what, visuals, oh, I see, I see, designs. Okay. Yeah.
0: So so aside so his Instagram content basically it it's hard to describe, but it's very smartly short videos. that don't use camera trickery or anything. It's just something that uh, makes fun of like pop culture, like emojis mm. and stuff. And he and he makes them very simply. Like he does the kind you know where when people kind of record what they do on Photoshop. To animate mm-hmm. something, yeah. Um, and he, I- even like the Instagram loading, you know that circle thing. He'll yeah. make like some sort of animation that pokes fun at it, and it fucking blew my mind. And I think you have to go to his profile to understand. Then when mm. I started googling him about more, uh, him a bit more, he actually had, has done some pretty awesome viral stunts in the past. Um, do you know when iPhone had the whole campaign shot on the iPhone, and they printed yeah. out these huge billboards of photos, fucking beautiful photos, and they put it all around the US. Yeah. Him and his friend. They said, okay, you know, you can shoot beautiful pictures on iPhone, but a lot of people also shoot shitty pictures. So, him and his friends just printed out small posters of the shittiest selfies they could find online, which he admitted after that maybe it might not have been the best idea to just pull random selfies. because, uh, And and what he did with his friend, they posted it next to the the beautiful pictures. And they took pictures of that juxtaposition, put it on Tumblr, and it fucking went viral to the point (laughs) that even Apple had to come and respond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he said on hindsight, yeah, the f- the problem was using photos that he didn't get the permission for because they didn't expect it to blow up. Yeah, so yeah. he has done a few things like that, and fucking holy shit, man! Like just looking at his content, it kind of like uh, uh, gave me a little reignited the spark a bit for the desire to create stuff, which I think has been on the wane in future in the current past few weeks just because of like the whole situation. So mm. I looked at it, I'm like, fuck, man, this guy is a fucking genius, and I and I recommend everyone to just. Take a look at it. Uh it might not be a cup of tea, but I think he's a fucking genius. La.
1: How do you spell it again? Pablo what? P A
0: B L O Yeah R O C H A T. R O C H Rochat Rochat. Yeah, Rochat. I okay. don't know how you pronounce it. Yeah. But yeah, it fucking blew my mind, yeah. Oh, cool. Something yeah. So, so that's my, my one stroke thing. Nice. Yeah. That's it? That's it for, for, yeah. for, for this week, I guess. Yeah. That's that's our two for the week, right? Yeah. Yeah,
1: our two. Uh yeah. So Tell Again, what? someone, tell someone about the podcast if you like yeah, it. Yeah,
0: just, just one person, just one person. Doesn't 1%. need to be. Yeah. yeah, doesn't need to be a whole bunch. I mean, if you could share it on Insta Stories, that'll be great. Yeah, um, I think. Uh,
1: yeah, right now I think a lot of people are hungry for, for uh, stuff that they can listen or live stream right now. So, uh, yeah. G, our podcast has we've been doing it like twice a week since the start of the Circuit Breaker and. Yeah, it's just been good feedback all around. So let's just keep it going. Hopefully, after yeah. the circuit breaker, we can continue doing more. And yeah, like we've, we've got big plans also after circuit breaker when we can actually like do podcasts in person again. So yeah, in person it, that might be yeah. weird,
0: Sal. I don't know how to look at you in the eye anymore, Terrence.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's why. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> after that, we're gonna get other people in because we can't do the two percent yeah. thing anymore. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, Sal, we can't. Yeah, it'll be yeah, so awkward. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah, we want to, we want to get guests, la, obviously. I think there have been some comments about getting guests. So we want to yeah. get guests and, uh, uh, and be able to record their voices so that you can fall asleep to them. What la, like Noah Yap's cuckoo bird kind of voice. Yeah. And what, it sounds best <laughs> when it's recorded <laughs>
0: properly lah. You don't want exactly. to hear that
1: shitty like WhatsApp audio.
0: <laughs> exactly. So yeah. yeah, thanks for listening. As always, we will be back next week with two episodes. Yep. And till then, bye-bye. Turulu.